Hey, thank you for tuning in. This is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, welcome to our first podcast. We are so excited uh, to be talking to you all and be having this conversation. How do you feel right now? This is our first episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. Super excited. I mean, this is something that we're excited that God has given us the opportunity to even do. Uh, just to give you a little history, uh, this all came about uh, out of a conversation we had on our way uh, to look for suits for your wedding. Yes. Uh, we were uh, trying to trade notes on podcasts that are out there. I had asked you, I was like, uh, you know, I've been listening to a couple of podcasts. Do you have any that you suggest? Uh, and you suggested a couple, but I think we came to the consensus that uh, a podcast that actually caters to what we like, what we like to listen to, what we like to talk about wasn't really out there. Yeah. And there are great podcasts out there and great uh, organizations and even churches that have podcasts. Yes. And, you know, we're not taking anything away from that, but just in our demographic, our, um, even our Hispanic culture, um, and all of those things, um, you know, we found that there weren't many podcasts out there that kind of suited that. Yeah. And we wanted to fill in that gap and, and stand in the middle. And that's kind of what we're doing right now in, in the car as we're kind of going back and forth, you know, in my head, I was thinking like, man, we should, we should start one, you know, and I didn't <laughs> yeah. mention it to you that day. We just kind of had that conversation. And then a few days later, we both kind of just had the conversation like, let's just do it. Yes. Let's give it yes. a try. And that's what we did. And that's why we're here right that's now. That's what we're here. And we know that God uh, aligned everything to happen uh, for a reason in the time specifically that he wanted, because uh, this inclination was put in your heart over a year ago. Yeah. I mean, I took notes. Yeah. I still had the when I showed you, I yes. still had the date in my iPad when I started taking these notes and writing everything down. And at that time, it, it really wasn't the time to put it out and to even start it. Yes. Uh, but we see how, you know, God allows things to happen for the reason that he does. Now it's the time that he wanted us to embark on this journey. And we just ask all of you to uh, come along with the ride for us. We're really excited to speak about a, a bunch of different topics. We're going to be speaking about God's reckless love. We're going to be speaking about reasons why millennials decide to leave the church. We're going to be speaking about shame. We're going to be speaking about a, a many different things. Yeah. Friendships, forgiving, yes. forgetting, you know, all of those things, Christian headlines around the world. Yes. Also, things that are happening in pop culture, yeah. things that are happening in the secular world. Yeah. Uh, these are, th we're going to be talking about everything. everything. And one of our goals is definitely to bridge that gap you know, between um, being Christians, being believers, but just living in this world and being, you know, um, you know, having to work and be involved, you know, with people who don't serve the Lord and how to balance that and, you know, balancing ministry, balancing friendships and all of those things. We're just going to talk about it all. So we're very excited. Yes. And we want to give you from the beginning our email at godlifeculture at gmail.com. This is a place where you guys can send us topic requests. You can send us questions, testimonies, a prayer requests, even if you have them and you just need us uh, to pray, join you in prayer in reference to a petition you may have uh, before the Lord. That's what we're here for. You can follow us on Instagram at godlifeculture as well. Um, and just we're excited yeah join us definitely if you have questions comments topics you would like to hear discussed let us know one of the goals of this podcast as well is to reach all of you who listen and i know for a fact you know growing up i had questions even now i still have questions <laughs> and things i think about and i wonder what other people think about this or i wonder how other people view this and this should be a platform where we can talk about those things and definitely give you our perspective, give you yes. what the Bible says, and maybe give you even 
the other side yeah you know and play devil's advocate a little yes. bit and just get us thinking that's the whole point of 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 this you know absolutely and i think that our uh we're definitely uh christian and you know we always uphold that uh, right. before anything else but i think that we always strive to have a balanced conversation uh so we definitely like to see both sides of the spectrum we like to bring all the facts and at the end of the day full disclosure this these are our uh, opinions so there may be a possibility that we'll have a topic in the future or a discussion or or something happen where maybe you don't agree with us and that's okay yes we're not expecting everyone to agree with us we're not expecting everyone to uh, uh follow our word to the heed uh but we do want to create a platform where these conversations can happen yeah and be discussed and be discussed uh respectfully be respect yeah. uh you know discussed i mean even me and you may disagree on something yeah, yeah. and i think it'll be a great example for people to see that it's okay to disagree as long as you know again you uphold those standards that you say you believe in you know mm -hmm. we're christian we're believers so that's always first and foremost in everything that we do and everything that we say so definitely uh we're excited for this whole uh adventure in this yes. podcast world yeah and if a spanish word slips out every here and then uh, that is part of our culture we are uh, latinos yeah eh, so puede ser que empiece de un momento hablando en inglés algo hablando en español All right, el that otro was too momento. much uh, <laughs> so it, that just does happen but if a, a spanish word does slip out we will try our best to yeah. translate it and you know give you more or less a resume uh, not a resume you see that's me translating from spanish <laughs> to english <laughs> in <laughs> <my> <laughs> <head>. <laughs> right? <laughs> give you uh, a translation. translation of what was it that was being said pero para nuestra gente latina que están oyendo, muchas gracias. Mantente en sintonía con nosotros en Guy Life, Co Guy Life Culture Podcast. Uh, and, you know, we just, we're ready. We're excited. Yeah, I think you have more of a radio voice when you talk in Spanish. That was actually so? really good. That was very good. Buenos, eh, mi gente latina que están allá afuera. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, that's know. good. I see radio in your future. Okay. Uh, first thing <laughs> we want to talk about today is black panther listen it's already uh it was projected to be breaking uh that was gonna break records all across yeah. the board it broke records over a billion over dollars a billion right now dollars already everyone has seen it there's some people that have seen it more than than twice yeah uh, because it's that good of a movie we saw it a couple of weeks ago as yep. well um and i enjoyed it i it don't was know about great. you i mean i loved it uh the, there are so many different messages you could obviously pull out from it but you know, it was great, a great movie. It was a great family film as well. Um, I think they did an excellent job. And actually one of the actresses in the movie, her name is Letitia Wright. She right now has uh, been having a lot of headlines and a lot of buzz revolving around an interview that she actually had in a UK talk show. And for those of you that don't know who she is, she is the one that plays T'Challa's sister. She's the tech uh, guru in the movie. She's the one that comes up with all the equipment. Um, she's the one that manipulates the vibranium <laughs> yeah. uh, for their technology. Yeah, they say that she's like the smartest person to appear in a Marvel movie, but she's also one of the spunkiest. So her yeah. character was definitely a great character in the film and she did a great job. But on a UK talk show, uh, she was explaining about her movie and about Black Panther, her role in the movie, and she confessed that she had to step away from the industry for a time. Um, 
because of the effects that the industry was having on her. Mm -hmm. So one of the things she said was, she said, I needed to take a break from acting because I really idolized it. So I came off from it and went on a journey to discover my relationship with God and I became a Christian. It really just gave me so much love and light within myself. I felt secure, like I didn't need validation from anyone else or getting apart. My happiness wasn't dependent on that. It was dependent on my relationship with God. Wow. And I think that's so powerful for someone to take a stand and on a talk show host in the UK and definitely just be bold and express, you know what? I had to step away from this industry. I mm -hmm. had to step away from this for a while because I was idolizing it. Yeah. It became more important to me. And in this journey of discovering who she was, she said she discovered her relationship with God. And not for nothing, you don't see this often. You don't hear in TV shows and talk shows, in you know opportunities, radio shows, you don't really hear people saying, well, I had to take some time off to focus on my relationship with God. Yes. And I realized that he validates me. I don't need to seek validation from mm -hmm. anywhere else or in any other source. But, you know, I just realized that I needed to be dependent on God. And I think that that's great. I mean, what do you think about this and hearing well, all of this? I think that's awesome. And you know what? The funny thing is that what came to my mind as, uh, as you were speaking was uh, how important it is to be able to do that, to A, uh, self-analyze and realize when something is in the pedestal of your heart instead of God, when something is taking precedence, when something is more important to you than your relationship with God, and being able to take a step back to be able to rearrange things in your life. And, uh, you know, in a future podcast, we'll be speaking about reasons why young people leave the church. Uh, but I think that this could actually be one of the reasons where as young individuals, we are seeking careers and we're trying to become professional. We're trying to make money. We're trying to do our own thing. Uh, and sometimes that obsession uh, takes dominance over us. And we put God at the back, as you know, on the Back, say burner. Back, back burner there you go uh and he's no longer important to us and then little by little that continues to grow a distance between us and god and then we're blink we're 45 married with three kids and our relationship with god is at zero yeah. uh, so it's really awesome that her at such an early age was able to identify that and be like wait a minute i need to figure out what's going on because my mind isn't where it needs to be and when she did that and she was able to establish you know what above all my relationship with god comes first and everything else that comes with that is just an add-on and and we see that look at her now on black panther uh we know that the avengers are coming out and she's most likely going to be on those also so this is a movie role that has catapulted her to at least another two maybe even three movies uh where she's going to be making good money for her maybe this even opens other doors for her for other movies that she can be a part of as well yeah and i think one of the greatest you know the the best things that i heard her say in the interview was she was basically saying that not everything was crystal clear mm -hmm. she didn't have it all together but she said that her faith was a process she said i'm not perfect as a christian you're not perfect but you're walking every day and trying to stay connected I'm really grateful I'm centered in who I am. And I think that hits it on the head because a lot of times in these moments when we hear actor, actors and actresses on these television shows talking about God or thanking God for opportunities and roles that come their way, and they may even profess that they're Christian, that they're believers, that they have faith, immediately 
I feel that many people associate that with perfection mm. and they immediately line up their lifestyle and they look at all the negative things that this individual does and just shoots them down for it. And obviously as Christians, as believers, there is a certain lifestyle we have to live and that we have to reflect, but that's not our job to judge in these situations. She's admitting that her faith is a process. Yes. You know what? In this moment that she took to you know step away from the music industry i'm sure there were opportunities she could have had i'm sure there was money she could have been making but her relationship with god was more important and she understood and understands she's saying i'm not perfect as a yeah. christian you're not perfect yeah. you know but each and every day we try to stay connected and i think that is the key each and every day trying to stay connected to to our life source to god you know who validates us staying yes. connected to the one who doesn't judge us for the things that we do and staying connected to the one who loves us yeah i think that the simple fact that she was able to speak about that as such a public platform uh is courageous in and within itself because it's even like even with us right now we have this podcast is going to go out uh into the communication uh airways out there uh and when you do that you open yourself up for criticism yeah. Uh, with anything that you do, whether it is you're speaking about your faith, whether you're speaking about uh, your career or something you want to do, people have opinions about everything. And we see this even in the case uh, with Mike Pence. For those of you that don't know who Mike Pence is, he is the current vice president of the United States. Um, and he uh, recently was a topic of conversation on the show, The View. Yes. Uh, for those of you that don't know what The View is, it's a, a show that is on ABC where a group of women, uh, practically that's what they do they speak about their views mm -hmm. <laughs> on everything yeah. uh mostly on politics but also on pop culture and things that's going around the world uh, and one of the panelists on that show her name is joy behar uh she is a comedian uh, but she's also uh, one of the people that have been a panelist on this show for many many years uh was uh part of a controversy that happened um a few weeks ago she and her fellow co-hosts on the view were discussing the faith of mike pence in the free-flowing discussion, she said, it's one thing to talk to Jesus. It's another thing when Jesus talks to you. That's called mental illness. If I'm not correct, uh, if I'm not correct, hearing voices is what she's mm. referring to. So she's saying, okay, I've heard of people talking to Jesus because that's what they do. You know, that's what their faith is about. They express themselves uh, to the higher power. Uh, but hearing Jesus talk back to you boggled her mind. Uh, and this caused a media, you know, media firestorm. Yeah. Uh, we re we're reading reports about over 300,000, uh, was it? Uh, uh, calls or complaints that came in uh, to ABC about people complaining about her comment being insensitive, being uh, anti-religious or anti, um, it was discriminatory right. what her comments were. Um, and we see that even Mike Pence himself um, expressed some views about that as well. Yeah, I mean, he was on another show and this was brought up to his attention what joy had said and i think it was great to say for him you know in this moment because what a lot of people didn't know until he said it was that joy behar actually called to apologize and whether she called because she was forced to whether she did it sincerely whatever it was she called him and apologized and in that moment, you know, on the show, when they asked him about the situation, he said that he gives her a lot of credit because she picked up the phone and called him. Yeah. He said that she was very sincere. She apologized. But one of the things that to me um, was great about all of this, and I think that many people would agree, is that he says that one of the things my faith teaches me is grace. Yes. Forgive as you have been forgiven. 
So one of the things that I think we can get out of this whole situation is how do we respond when these things happen? What should be our response? What should be our reaction when we have people on public platforms, big platforms? I mean, The View is a very big platform. And for someone like her to say something like this, you know, a lot of Christians were offended and, and felt you know, attacked. I know I was actually um, watching when she said this. And in the moment when she said it, I did feel a little uneasy. Mm. Like I, I, I even questioned, like, does she really kind of just basically say that if we hear God's voice, we're crazy and yeah. like mental illness. But at the same time, I realized that she's talking from a place of experience. She hasn't experienced lack of experience, lack of experience. Yeah. Right. She hasn't experienced God's voice. Yeah. And I think we're talking to God and hearing God, you know? Yeah. I think that, you know, it, it's like half of that was her being the comedian that she is um, and being able to uh, twist things into trying to get a laugh out of people. But the other half of that was uh, simply uh, lack of experience. She hasn't experienced God. She, I, from what I can assume, she doesn't have a relationship with God the way that. Um, people like us have a relationship with God where we know that we can speak out to him uh, and that he hears us and that we can also uh, expect to receive word back from him. Whether it is that we hear his voice audibly, whether it is that we open up a Bible scripture and something in the in the word speaks to us, whether it is that someone comes to minister to us, whether it is that we're singing a song and all of a sudden those song, those, those lyrics start to speak into our lives in a way that never spoke about it before you know god does speak to us in different ways uh and it's quite and and sadly for her she hasn't experienced that so that's why um to connect voices you hearing voices to mental illness was an easy connection for her to make um although it was quite insensitive but that comes from lack of knowledge on her part right and i think that you know we have to expect things like this to happen when people don't have that relationship or don't fully understand. You know, for some of us as believers, it's easy to get offended and yeah. easy to attack because we've experienced God. We yeah. know what it is to hear his voice. Yes. Put yourself outside of that. Yeah. Take yourself outside of everything you know. And what if you've never had this experience? Mm -hmm. Or think about the time if you haven't served the Lord all your life where you didn't have a relationship with God. Absolutely. You know, think about that and think about not everyone has that same connection. And was she wrong for making the comment? Again, it was very insensitive. You know, maybe in the moment she was just talking, she didn't really think it through. Maybe she was trying to be funny. Maybe she really meant it. We honestly, we don't, we don't know. We don't know. But it just shows us a little bit more of how people think, their yes. view, you know? And again, challenges us mm -hmm. to be able to respond in the right way yes absolutely and i also think that you also have to look at the bigger picture in the sense um you know when you watch the view and you see joy behar and uh some most of the panelists on that show uh when they speak in reference uh this this aggression or this uh um comment that she made stems more from the fact that it was an individual in our current administration that said this it was a person in power in the government that was speaking about how um decisions they make come uh, i think it was amorosa if i'm not mistaken had mentioned that um that he believes that mike pence believes that he talks to god and god talks back to him 
And that's how the whole conversation started. And not so, many people agree with Mike Pence yeah. and his views. Many Christian conservatives don't agree with all of his views. I don't agree with all of his yes, views. Yes, yes. But again, I think it goes beyond, you know, him as an individual and him as a person. Absolutely. But the connection that I'm trying to make with that is that, unfortunately, uh, we may receive backlash from people. Uh, when you come uh, not come out, but when you uh, express yourself as a Christian or, you know, in a conversation you're having, you speak about God or you speak about Jesus or you speak about something like that or whatever. There are some people that may come at you um, uh, sideways, if you want to say, or may come at you aggressive because of the representation that is out there uh, of the face of Christianity. Uh, you know, I can't always agree with the people that are on the news or on the TV or doing these interviews that are saying that they're Christian and they represent God, um, but then their actions don't align to what they're saying. And I think that that also becomes something that we have to be aware of because there could be people that are out there that are easily turned off by the term, I am a Christian because of the people uh, that they've either encountered or the representation that they see on TV that's given them a bad taste about what Christianity is. Yeah, it's funny that you bring this up because today I was watching an interview with uh, Pastor John Gray. Many people know him from being the associate pastor at Lakewood, Joel Osteen's yeah. church. He actually is... Uh, stepping away from that and he's moving to south carolina and god is kind of doing something else with him over People there may even know him from battle cry i remember when i went to battle cry um at the izod center a company years ago uh, i think i went twice and both times he was there uh speaking uh, so people may know him from there as yeah well. i mean he's a comedian as well he started off doing comedy many years ago but what i was listening to today he was on the breakfast club and for those who don't know the breakfast breakfast club is a radio show morning radio program and they again talk about pop culture they play music many different things uh they have interviews and he was there being interviewed today this is a uh non-christian radio program yeah, secular. uh secular and they were asking him in light of all the shootings that have been happening throughout these years uh just recently the shooting in florida at the school all of these you know uh, situations that people are going through right now in their lives how would he respond to people who have trouble believing in God and seeing him like in this world right now and everything that's going on and one of the things that he said John Gray said he said the problem is people that said they represent God don't have God's heart mm -hmm. And I thought this was so powerful and so wise how he answered this and his approach in answering this question. There are many people out there who profess to be Christian, to yes. be believers, but they misrepresent God. They misrepresent God's character. They misrepresent who God really is. In a case like this, there were many Christians attacking Joy Behar, attacking her for her comments, talking negatively about her. They should fire her from The View. She's disrespectful. All of these things on social media, commenting, spamming. Super aggressively. Right, spamming her accounts. It's one thing for you to have a view, and it's another thing for you to now start acting just like these people that you're talking about. Absolutely. And... Again, that's not representing who God is. Mm -hmm. You know, when Jesus was on earth, he told his disciples, you know what? Don't do that. Expect attacks from people. Expect yes. to have to defend the gospel and stand firm in what you believe in. So in these moments, we have to be sure to not only express what we feel mm -hmm. and profess, you know, our ideas and our, you know, thoughts on these things, but be sure as we're doing that, that we're representing God's heart. We're representing Absolutely. his character. 
a part of God's character is love. A part of his character is unity, you know, division, attack, all of these things, aggressiveness are not a part of who God is and a part of God's heart. Yeah. And delivery. And it's all about the delivery because you could what you want to say may be the right thing. You you may be you may be wanting to defend yourself and you have all right to defend yourself. But if you deliver that message in the wrong way, whether it's too aggressively or with the wrong tone or, or however it is or whatever, it completely distorts from the message that you're actually trying to project. So for those people that were saying what she said was wrong and it offended me. Okay, that's one thing. Right. You can say that. Yes, I don't agree what you said. It offended me. But to then go and be super aggressive and spam her and do and I and I read a lot of the comments too, and some of the comments were non-Christian like. Right. Uh, so it's like you say you're Christian, but then uh, you're using these words that do not ex- that God would ne- Jesus Himself would never speak that way. Right. So why are you saying that you're representing Christ, but then your actions and your words are not? Uh, so you have to be very careful with that. Yes, you can defend yourself. Yes, you can, you know, stand up uh, to anyone who uh, you feel like maybe oppressing you or uh, saying things against you. But it's all about doing it with love, because at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is get the message across. Right. And again, when we're persecuted, you know, you can call this persecution in a way, mm-hmm. you know, when we go through these moments where we feel our faith is attacked or what we believe is attacked. Our response is so crucial because, again, people are always looking. They're always watching. And unfortunately, there are people out there who are waiting for Christians in these moments to slip up. They're waiting for Christians in these moments to, you know, say something. Even if you've never expressed yourself like this before, it was just a moment because you were angry. All it takes is that one comment, that one moment for someone to now form a whole conclusion about who you are and the type of person Uh, not just you but the type of people that christians are in general absolutely we live in a culture that puts people in boxes they want to group everyone together and if one christian makes a mistake and does something that person unfortunately represents all christians and it's so important to make sure that we are representing god's heart we're representing who he is we're representing um you know and standing firm for the gospel in love loving our enemies loving those people who don't agree with us loving those who may challenge our faith you know and i think in moments like these where christians you know are attacked and they go through this it's easy to dwell in it mm-hmm. it's easy to now look at joy behar and look at her oh she hates christians and demand apology after apology or say that apology wasn't enough she did apologize Mm -hmm. and there were people in the comments it wasn't enough it's not enough you know yeah it's so important to make sure that again we don't stoop down to the level of just being petty and just wanting more she apologized let's move on let's not hold that against her let's you know what if you don't want to watch the show anymore because you're that offended then don't watch the show there are plenty of other shows you can watch and again it's just super important to remember to respond in love in these moments Uh, someone that uh actually another celebrity that spoke out in reference to their christian faith is kathy lee gifford uh for those of you that don't know she used to be a part of regis and kathy lee on abc as well uh the review that comes but also now she's on uh i believe it's the today show uh she's an anchor for the today show uh and um, as we all know back in february billy graham uh passed away at a really old age i think he was close to 99 if i'm not mistaken um, I think he was at the age of 99 uh, when he passed away and she was uh, in, she was in an interview and she was speaking about her faith. She was speaking about the fact that her mother and her daughter uh, 
actually gave their hearts to God uh, because of a Billy Graham preaching um, that was being televised. You know, this is someone who is known for his revivals, his camp, you know, his under the tent revivals that uh, were going on uh, across the United States. Um, and he was someone who preached to millions of people and was very impacting uh, to uh, a lot of people. And I know that you recently took a trip um, to the, what was it, the Billy Graham Museum? Yeah, in North Carolina um, in January. Yeah. I was actually there on a, a school trip and we were able to go and visit the museum and it, it was a great experience we got to uh go to maybe basically walk into different rooms representing different times in his life when he was saved in a tent revival we saw when um he was with his wife you know and they were getting married we saw you know even some of the work that he's been doing in other countries and just even with his son it was great to see the impact that this man had and all along the museum they have quotes of mm. things that he said and i mean i had never honestly looked up billy graham heard a full sermon things that he said i really never you know looked him up in that way and after the museum i definitely went listened to a few of his messages and it was great to just see his passion to see how bold he was i mean they, they considered him the you know the president's pastor mm. at that time and he was able to go to the white house he was able to pray and he was also challenged you know the many people yeah. challenged him they challenged his faith they challenged his belief he was bold and it was great his impact that he had had on so many people was definitely evident just walking through this museum yeah absolutely and i think that's something that's uh, uh quite powerful where um to see and the funny thing is too that he gave his heart to the lord at um at a revival yeah um as well and then he went and he he paid it forward and you know i don't think that uh i don't think he could ever uh, come up with the number of the of the of the people's lives who God has used him to uh, impact, and that's something that we should definitely uh, strive for to be a tool of God. That's so important. Uh, that's so that not so important. I mean, like so uh, big uh, that you are reaching out to the masses uh, because you're trying to share this message of God and you're trying to share this message of Christ, um, and you know, just just letting yourself be a servant. Yeah, I mean, and one of the things that Kathy said that I really liked, she said, the thing that I adored most about him is that he remained the most humble and giant of a man you would ever, ever want to meet. He had this incredible loving presence of a person for the masses, but then when you were one-on-one -on -one with him, you were the only person in the room. Rarely do people have both of those gifts. So again, it seems like for her, her experience with Billy Graham, what impacted her was not who he was on the altar. Yeah. who he was when he was preaching it was who he was when he wasn't preaching when yeah. he was off the altar as a person as a person who you are as a person that sometimes says more and can impact someone than if they were to just listen to a message absolutely because one thing that people don't realize is that people are always watching you uh, especially when you're a person uh whether it is that you're a leader or you're a public figure or you're you're someone of, of importance in your own church where um, yes, you have everybody's attention when you're at the front and when you're preaching and when you're delivering a sermon or that you're singing. Uh, but once you walk away from the mic, there are still people that are observing you. Um, some people that are observing you just because uh, they look up to you and they're trying to, um, you know, get some pointers from the way that you carry yourself or the way that you address certain situations. Then others that are looking at you because they're just waiting for that moment for you to slip up. 
so that's why it's always important that even when we think that we're not in the public's eye or that we're not in the front, that we still conduct ourselves in a Christian manner uh, because there's people that are always watching you. You never want to be uh, that person that um, slipped up and made a mistake. And because of that mistake, it offended other people. Yeah. And I think it's it's very important to to realize that, again, even if, like you said, there aren't any there isn't anyone watching. God is always watching. We want to always make sure that we're representing him in the right way. And in those moments where our faith is attacked, when someone in our job just doesn't understand, you know, what we're doing and doesn't understand why we come to church and why we're always so busy in ministry and all of those things, you know, that we respond in love, that yes. we show them the love of Christ by our actions, by the things we say, how we respond in these moments. I've definitely been a witness and have heard non-believers say, well, I did that only to see what they would do or yeah. only to see what they would say. I have had people do that to me where basically they would ask me a question just to see my response and what I would answer, knowing that I was a Christian, knowing yeah. that I was a believer, but they did it to almost test me. Yeah. And I think it's in those moments, again, we prove to be the people that we say we are. Yeah, if we're absolutely. believers of Christ, we stand on his word, we, you know, we give off that love, we project his, his mercy. And I mean, there's a verse in Micah that I love where it says, do what is right to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. Mm -hmm. Again, all of those things impact they go beyond what a message can do. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to preach a message. It's another thing for people to see that message in action, for them to see you loving. You know, mm -hmm. it's one thing for us to say we have to love our enemies. We have to love others. How can we see you love your enemies? How can we see you love, you know, the people that have hurt you? How can you forgive? That's one thing I admired about what Mike Pence did and what he said. Again, we may not all agree on the things that he does, what he says, but one thing we can take from that is he had the opportunity to completely bash Joy Behar, yeah. one of his enemies, you can say, in that moment. And he didn't. Instead, he chose to say she apologized. She didn't have to. She was sincere. And something that my faith says is we have to forgive. Yes, that's true. And again, that says a lot to those who are watching, to those who are listening. I think uh, on the flip side, you recently sent me an article that was called uh, the title of the article is what to do when someone you admired does something disgusting. Now, this is the flip side of it. Now it's uh, we're speaking about those that are. Um, impacted by the actions of someone that they look up to and how that what is what does that process look like what are the feelings that you're gonna go through uh, you know this may be uh, your pastor this may be a leader your youth pastor um, this may be uh, a preacher that maybe you admire a singer someone that you admired who um, you thought was um, unable to make any mistake and then you right. come to find out that they actually did what happens when once you find out that the person you looked up to messed up and messed up big time yeah i mean i think this is something that i've experienced growing up i mean you know where you look up to people you look up to you know certain leaders and people in your life and they do something that completely just rocks your world and you're just like man i didn't i never knew that that person would ever do something like that or that they were even capable of going down that path and and saying what they said or committing that you know horrible action and you know 
this has been even in the news lately all of these different celebrities or you know film producers and different people in the industry and all of these sexual allegations and all of these different cases that are opening up this is something that people are feeling we looked up to these people we looked up to these actors and actresses or we looked yes. up to these filmmakers and producers and look at what they did it's disgusting and in the christian realm in our churches there are young people that battle with this and i believe that everyone battles with it but i believe especially the young people in our churches mm -hmm. the young adults the enemy uses this to definitely take them away from the church absolutely it may it causes them to think everyone in church is a fake mm -hmm. everyone in church is a hypocrite you know i can't trust anyone mm -hmm. if they did that i'm definitely going down that path yeah. they're so much more spiritual than i am they've been doing they've been doing this for years i'm definitely doomed you know and this was something that as a you know young teen i battled through seeing different people around me go through things where they were no longer the same person they mm -hmm. were great preachers and god used them tremendously and seeing them commit these horrible acts and falling from god's grace and just seeing how so many people were affected by their decisions yeah. and so many people were affected by their poor choices it's something that a lot of our young people today are having to battle through i mean have you ever experienced that have you ever gone through a moment where you know, you had something like this? Um, n not to that extent. I think that the experiences that I, I've had is um, that I had to learn at a very early age that these people that we look up to, uh, whether it is that we look up to them because of their talent or because the way that God uses them at the end of the day are human. I remember an experience that I had was um, there was a musician at my at a, a musician friend that I knew um, that I had this uh, idea of who this individual was. Um, because of our interactions in church and because when we would go out with friends and all the other stuff, um, I was like, oh, you know, this person is cool. This person loves God, you know, super mega talented. Uh, but then we went out one time with a, other, with a couple of friends. We were going to see a movie, catch a bite to eat. Uh, but the when I, I saw who he really was outside of the four walls of the church um, and how that didn't add up with the person that he is inside of the church, that kind of took me aback. Because I, I, I was, I think it was maybe because in my early age, I was naive enough to believe that everyone is the same person inside of the church as they are outside of the church. Yep. That's what we're supposed to be the same right. person inside the church as we are outside of the church. Uh, but it completely like complete shifted my, my view on this individual. And it took me a, a while to be able to process the fact that although this is someone that God does use through their talent um, and they are anointed in what they do, they are still a human and they still have things that they are working through um, in themselves. And luckily enough, I didn't take great offense of that. Like it wasn't that uh, I because of the, the of what my experiences was now all of a sudden I had this jaded opinion about everyone in church. And then the enemy used that to uh, to 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 separate me from God. Or like lucky enough, I was able to catch that right. and process it. But not everyone is uh, and not everyone does have that opportunity to do it that way. Yeah. And I mean, you said it perfectly where we are all human. The preacher that you love to listen to, the singer that you love all of you know the pastor your pastor we are all human you know we all fall short of the glory of god we all are at the enemy's kind of you know we're we're her target 
we are able to be attacked we're able to go through things in our lives obstacles and depression and all of these things attack us just the same way they would attack someone who's not a pastor who's not a leader who's not in the public eye and we have to remember not to place expectations on people yeah, not to place high expectations on people the minute you place those expectations it's the minute you set yourself up to be disappointed mm -hmm. the minute they don't meet that expectation the minute they do something you did not expect you're disappointed and you're left wondering what do i do now what do i believe in now and a lot of times this can happen if this was a person that you looked up to and god used them to minister to your own oh, life yeah. you may now begin to question well whether or not that was god right yeah did, did what they said was was that actually god you know do those promises still stand was that something made up and we begin to now not trust yes we begin to not trust pastors mm -hmm. preachers leaders we develop these trust issues and and it also trickles into not trusting god because then you start to question god why did you allow this to happen the way that it did um right. and then though that's where things get really bad yeah and the enemy uses those emotions to again keep you from god keep you from coming to church keep you from being the person god intended you to be all because of one bad experience Absolutely. or two bad experiences mm -hmm. even three four five bad experiences you know what at the end of the day our eyes should be on christ Absolutely. the author the finisher of our faith the one who will not fail and i think it's great that we can trust that you know what people can fail us mm -hmm. people can leave us people can disappoint us people can do the most horrendous things they can lie they can cheat they can deceive us but god is not a fraud Absolutely. God does not do that. That is not a part of who God is. Mm -hmm. That is not a part of God's character. And if someone did fall from grace in that moment, someone did commit something that was just horrible, they offended you, they hurt you, they betrayed you in whatever way, shape, or form, we have to be willing to extend that forgiveness and extend that mercy and also understand that although they did that, although they committed that, although they offended me and they hurt me, God does not do that. God can heal. God can restore. God can lift up. Yeah, and, and it's not to say that we uh, don't think that you should have role models. There's nothing wrong with having role models. There's nothing wrong with having people that you look up to. Uh, but you can't put that person, that individual, um, on a pedestal that's on the same level as God is. You know, you can have role models, you can have people that you look up to, but at the end of the day, understand that they are human. They, they do have the capability of falling, of making a mistake um, because of their humanness. And if they do experience something like that, where, you know, they're going through the process in their life because of wrong decisions that they made, instead of judging them, our responsibility is to be there for them and to pray for them and to lift them up in prayer and, and ask God to help them through the process of restoration. And a lot of times it's much easier said than done because yes. in that moment it's so hard yeah. to look at them and look at them through the lens of grace and look at them the way god looks at them yes it's so hard to forget about what they did mm -hmm. and accept the fact that they did what they did now let's move on it's so difficult so we're not here saying it's going to be easy no. maybe you're experiencing this right now and you feel as if you can't forgive you can't let go you're just so disappointed so let down you know what those emotions are natural because yeah. again we are human but it's not allowing the enemy to keep you in that place to keep mm -hmm. you in that bitterness to keep you in all of those negative emotions yeah don't allow the enemy to use someone else's downfall 
to twist it around and make it feel like it was your fault. And then that becomes a baggage that you carry that weighs you down. Don't allow that to happen because he'll try to twist it up and make it seem like that person's mistake affects you in such a great way that now your life has to stop. And now you can't, you know, continue to pursue God the way that you were pursuing him. No, that's a bold face lie. Yeah, it's a possibility because everything we do in life does have a ripple effect, does have a domino effect where I may make a mistake that will affect you um, as my friend. But just because I made the mistake doesn't mean that now you and your relationship with God has to be severed. Yeah. And again, just keeping in mind the fact that we're all subject to attack. We're all subject to, you know, attacks from the enemy. We can all fall. We all make mistakes. Again, we want to rise above that. We want to show God's love when others around us make these mistakes, especially if they're our friends, especially if they're people we truly love and care about. Again, there are certain situations where it's so hard to do that. It's so difficult. Mm -hmm. But again, we can push through. We can yeah. overcome those negative emotions. And in every everything that we do in life, the good, the bad, the ugly, there is a consequence or a reward. So when an individual makes a mistake or they fall, whether it is something as big as what's going on in Hollywood at the moment or something as small as, you know, people also fail to realize that sin is sin at the end of the day. Uh, so people may not be uh, committing the atrocities that are happening um, in Hollywood at the moment, but maybe they're a liar. Maybe they're always, mm-hmm. you know, gossiping about other people or they're envious or, you know, they're always, uh, um, you know, hating on their neighbor next to them. Those, right. those are things that are wrong, too. Those are things that you shouldn't be doing because that's hate that you're holding in your heart or that's resentment or those are negative feelings that you're holding in your heart that are not of God, which are just as bad. Uh, but our, our job is to try to help the person like listen at the end of the day you made a mistake that's going to have its consequences maybe you're not going to have the same doors open to you the way that they used to be maybe you won't have the same friendships that you used to have Uh, maybe you won't have the same opportunities that you used to have but that's a consequence of what was going on but as an individual our job is not to make that person's life any harder than it needs to be i think israel houghton was the one that was saying this that when he went through his situation with his wife that he um that they had forgiven each other and that whole situation had already been fixed amongst themselves but that he felt that the rest of the people hadn't forgiven him yet and he was still trying to deal with that um and that's sometimes something that we are at fault of doing where maybe that person went through their already already went through their restoration process with god where they went through the emotions they cried they asked god for forgiveness god is still working in their lives um because it is a process but we're the ones that are still holding them back because we're holding grudges against them or we, we keep uh bringing up these negative things that god has already thrown into the depths of the sea Yeah. And again, it's important to remember in those moments where we are going through a friendship and going through a hard time in a friendship where someone did something we didn't expect and they hurt us, they betrayed us. You know, again, having to separate what they did from the who they are, separating the sin they committed from who they are. At the end of the day, we're all children of God. At the end of the day, we're all loved by God. Yeah. You know, and we need to learn again, separate the person from their mistake mm-hmm. we are not the mistakes we make we're not the sins we commit we're able to be redeemed we're able to be restored we're able to be washed you know 
by God and and lift it up again. And I think that this is a good topic to bring up in a future podcast dealing with friendships. Mm-hmm. What if this was a friend, a close friend of yours and yeah. you know, you have interactions with this friend each and every day. You go to the same church or you work together, you know, and they do something that you totally did not expect and it hurt you, they betrayed you. How to handle that? How yeah. to handle that restoration process? Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely yeah, absolutely. something we could discuss in a future episode. Absolutely. And I, and I think just to close this up, we just want to say that if you're someone who has been uh, affected by a mistake uh, that someone you look, looked up to has done, uh, there is a restoration process that God can do in you. Um, it's all about being humble. It's all about being honest with God and being like, Lord, I feel this. Whether it is you feel betrayed, whether it is that you feel sad, whether it is that you feel hurt, whether it is that you're confused, whatever it is that you're feeling, be honest and go up to God and be like, Lord, this is what I'm going through. And then allow him to work in those areas in your life because uh, the God that we love is all powerful. He's great. He's omnipotent. He can do anything, but he's also a gentleman. So there's times that he's waiting for you to invite him in. So if this is you, you're out there, uh, you're either the person that uh, committed the offense or the person that was hurt by the offense that was committed, God is willing to work in you. And don't hold it against him. It wasn't his fault. Because of our humanness, our human nature, we make mistakes that God didn't want us to make, but because we're hard-headed and that's the way that we are, we committed those mistakes. So right now, just ask God to enter into your heart, tell him to uh, work in the area it is that you need And that's uh, also what we're here for. You know, we pray for you guys. We lift you guys up in prayer. Uh, We ask God to, wherever it is that you are, if you need a hug from him at this moment, that his presence just envelop you at this moment. If you need a pick-me-up, that an energy boost from God, um, that you may feel that in your life at this moment. Yeah, and if you have any questions, any topics you would like to hear discussed in future podcasts, um, anything that you heard being discussed in the podcast you're listening to now and you want to just express your thoughts, your comments, your opinions, send us an email, reach out to us. You could you know, email us at godlifeculture at gmail.com. You could follow us on Instagram at godlifeculture, message us there. This We want to create a platform where yes. you can feel comfortable reaching out, asking questions. Maybe there are things that you're going through that you just want to see what someone else would do what their view is and you know regardless of what it is you're going through what it is you feel we're here we want to help we want to reach out and we just want to be who god has called us to be we're you know launching this podcast you know we're excited that we've got this done you know this is the first episode we made it through we did it (laughs) and um we know that there's many more things to come many more great conversations to be had but at the end of the day let's remember that god is not a fraud that's true and we want to thank you all for listening to the god life culture podcast that's god God life culture Culture. uh we thank you all we ask you to continue to join us on this journey um uh, it's it's just gonna be fun it's gonna get better as time goes on um and we just want you guys to be there with us um when god continues to make this uh um bigger better more exciting more everything yeah Um, and more impactful because that's what we're here to do we're here to serve you guys um and be of an impact to everyone that listens to us so once again thank you for joining us until next time see ya